Hello, this is Kevin Kersey of the Kevin Kersey Agency. The Kevin Kersey Insurance Agency, a member of the Farmers Insurance Group, can help with home, life, auto, or business needs. Phone number is 317-286-3481. We can also be found on Facebook at the Kevin Kersey Agency or at our website, www.farmersagent.com forward slash kkersey. Walk-ins are always welcome at 480 East Northfield Drive, Suite 300 in Brownsburg. The Kevin Kersey Agency presents Central Indiana Today on 98.9 WYRZ. Today's program is made possible by the Kevin Kersey Agency. And now here's your host, Rob Kendall. Welcome into another edition of Central Indiana Today. Just a couple episodes left to go together. I'm Rob Kendall. Thanks for joining us. And we bring in for what will probably be the final time because, well, he's he's heading on a cruise. They are a good friend, political historian, data guru, Scott Strong. Scott, how's it going? Good. You're leaving us. I am for a little while. Where are you, where are you going? We're going to um, take a cruise um, from Fort Lauderdale down to Jamaica and King Kamehas. My goodness. You're doing very well. Congratulations. Well, yes, or at least we're running up the debt. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, uh, yeah, we're we're inside the – we're in single digits of episodes left of the program. So uh, uh, today we're going to talk about a couple of big political issues going on in the state, and we start – with a topic that uh, it's gar- I said when it started, it'd be the gift that keeps on giving. It's it is not disappointed, and we're just getting started. This primary for United States Senate on the Republican side for the right to take on Joe Donnelly uh, next fall. These two guys, Rakita and Messer, they really don't like each other. Yeah, and it's mostly you know these guys have gotten along. They have very similar voting records in the Congress. Um, they have very similar stances, but they both want the same job, and neither one of them is willing to remit on that issue. Yeah, it's pretty interesting because these guys are natural rivals. They're about the same age. They both went to Wabash. Mm-hmm. They've had similar trajectories in terms of starting at the state level, then moving on to United States Congress. They're basically the same guy, right? Yeah, pretty much. When you take a look at their history and you're you're right on their trajectory that you come up and really it's very hard to when you take a look at their votes and where they've stood on issues on in Congress and the things that they've come up for, it's kind of hard to say that one guy is very much more right or left of the other guys because they've had pretty much the same stances in Congress. Yeah, and, and I talked about this from the beginning. I said the problem with a race like this is there's not a lot of ideological differences. Mr. Rakita, are you for repealing Obamacare? Yes. Mr. Messer, yes. Are you for tax reform? Mr. Rakita, yes. Mr. Messer, yes. It's the same guy, and so what happens then is it turns into a personal thing of who you like better as a human being and that's not good because it gets really nasty really fast yeah so it's gotten into the kind of a little bit into the sewer as you might say here in the political terms it's it's who do you like and people are lining up and so when you start to ask the kind of what you say, the elite, that's even kind of coming out in the campaigns, when you start asking people who, why they like one candidate over the other, there's not much substantive issues. It's, well, well this guy 
comes back every weekend. This guy's wife works for this metropolitan show. It's it's a lot of superfluous issues out here with not a lot of substance. Now, those two wouldn't say those are big issues. <laughs> you know, they start saying that's definitely big issues as why you should elect one over the other. Yeah, get our guest Scott Strong talking a little bit about the uh, primary on the Republican side for United States Senate between Todd Rakita and Luke Messer for the right to take on Joe Donnelly uh, next fall. So I said this last week and it like a bunch of people were just they couldn't believe I said it, but I meant it. And I'll say it again. Whoever came up with that defeat the elite slogan for Rakita, that person should be fired. That that's kind of a tough one to take. I mean, I, I see why he's coming out and he's definitely put some time into it. But um, it's it's one of those that I have to say that it kind of took me back when he brought it out. But, um, you know, with a little bit of time, it's starting to get some traction. We'll see if it goes to the average man or not. So it's early. And if it doesn't work, he can still change it if he wants to. Yeah, the media is having a field day with it. And they are, again, because it's like, hey, hey, look. Every, every one of these guys now fancies them tapping into the same anger that Donald Trump did. And it's like, Todd Rikita, you just don't have the skill set or the ability that Donald Trump had. You're, you, you're not a guy that can run that because you've been a part of the part of the system. Yeah, so he's trying to, you know, they hit him on this fundraising thing where he went to California. And, of course, the response is, I just went where the money was at to get it. So um, I, I don't know. if I, I would imagine, I would hope that they, they tested this out here. The question is, is can it hold water? Can he take it to the masses? At least one thing is the, the idea is he's getting a lot of press with it. And so if that was the idea is to bring something up that was controversial, that would get his name out there, he has definitely done that. Yeah, I can speak with Scott Strong about the uh, Republican primary for the United States Senate. Uh, be next May. With our take take on Joe Donnelly next fall. I mean, and, and that's the thing because they're trying to appeal to guys like us. Like we're the Republican mm -hmm. primary voter. We, we know what's going on. We're definitely going to show up. And for guys like us, we were Trump voters. We would like a candidate that says I'm going to take on the elites. But Todd Rakitas is not the guy to say that because he's he's raised millions and millions of dollars from elite people, which is fine. But don't act like you're 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 crusading against them. Yeah, so what he's got to do is he's got to put something out there in messaging to come to the average Joe on the street because he's going to be taking on the Joe if he gets past Luke Messer, <laughs> so to kind of play a pun on words there. So I think he's got a good messaging. He's got a good stance. Now, Luke is not going to let him stand on this. He's going to come back with something. And, of course, there's a few other people that want to get in this race, too. So I think right now it's a point where they're kind of testing messaging and getting things ready for when February comes. So there's just going to be kind of a lot of um, punches and counter punches they're kind of feeling each other out and they're going to save their best punches for when the real primary starts in february when they file and get their signatures in right now they're out trying to get their names making sure they get their 500 names in because nobody wants a you know a todd young situation on voter rolls like they had a couple years back yeah and somebody the other day had a conversation with them and they said well, why don't you like rakita anymore and i said i do like rakita he's a nice guy he did a really good job as indiana secretary of state why don't these guys just run on their record why don't they run on what they've done instead of trying to come up with these squirrely slogans that don't fit the guy 
Yeah, and so what's happening right now is we've got about another five months, six months before this race really kicks in, and it's really about eight or nine months before people really start paying attention. So what they're really doing is they're running to the base. They're testing out these messages. They're testing out these slogans because – I hate to say this, but 75 to 80 percent of the, the people that are going to vote aren't really paying attention. So what they're doing is they're testing out messaging, seeing what sticks. They're, you know, they're kind of throwing things against the wall and seeing what sticks and what doesn't. And then what, what you're going to see is that which works is they're going to bring this back out in kind of an organized campaign again. Now, the media is all over this right now, but this is really a testing phase to see what is going to be the real messaging and we're getting a good idea of what these guys are really going to come out with in next march and april but right now this is really a testing phase all right i'm gonna do a little exercise here with strong i want to put this in perspective uh this fundraiser that rakita had on august 30th in san francisco they said you could give up to fifty four hundred dollars which is the max amount now strong you're mm-hmm. you're you're very into politics right i mean you're really yeah. into it Yep. Yeah. And so you go to all the stuff and you work for candidates. It's safe to say you're a you're a, on a 10 scale. You're you're a not you're a solid nine and a half to a 10 in terms of your interest in politics. Right. Oh, yes. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. OK. What's the most you've ever given to a candidate? Like, what's the most amount of money you've ever given to a candidate? Would you mind sharing that? I'd be happy to share it. It's been 50 bucks. Okay. So to put this in perspective, somebody who's really into it, who's passionate about it, who has spent hours and hours knocking on doors, the most you've ever given is 50 bucks. If you're giving $5,400, you got to have a lot of money laying around, right? Yes, you really do. And so there's different types of people who donate to candidates. You know, there's the guys like me who say, you know, I don't have silver and gold. I give you time, which I consider more valuable than my silver and my gold. Yes. And then there's people who have a lot of money, but not necessarily a lot of time. So they've got so much cash that it's dripping off of the trees. And so we <laughs> we put a little bit into everybody, hoping that we get a lot of return off of somebody all right uh messer and i've said this for a while i thought messer was gonna end up pulling ahead a little bit as this thing went on because i think rakita's got an issue where that's sort of in reverse of what we see from a lot of candidates a lot of candidates it's people don't know who they are as they get to know them they're more apt to vote for them i find that it's kind of the opposite with rakita he's got a very hardcore base of people but i think the more people look at messer and rakita especially with no voting difference side by side messer's probably on the surface the more the more likable guy Yeah, I think what he did is he jumped out early, seeming to be the kind of the establishment candidate, the person that would pull things in. And so now all of a sudden, I think what's happening nationally is this is kind of pulled into one of these races that there's not a clear front runner. So Rokita is kind of running to this base, which is kind of, I will say, um, kind of a tea party, but a kind of a Ted Cruz kind of a, a group. And he's getting a lot of grassroots support. Uh, Messer has run a little bit more to the establishment. You're seeing that with, you know, the Greg Pences and, you know, these guys that are coming out for him. But there's only so many of those guys. So a lot of people that jumped in early are kind of backing up and saying, okay, we got a few months here. Let's see who starts to break out of the pack and we'll see where we're going to go. 
so when we've seen that Rokita with a little bit more of a grassroots fundamental because he has a little bit better network across Indiana has now because remember Messer early on had about a $700,000 campaign push early on but a lot of that money came from outside Rokita got his money early on from internally in Indiana and now he's he's fanned out across the country as we've seen from California so you know things are kind of coming on an equilibrium so we'll see in this next quarter where the money is coming for these guys and who's getting the advantage if Rokita can maintain this while Messer had the early advantage and Rokita caught up in the last quarter if this can maintain it for him or not. All right, again, our guest Scott Strong talking about the uh, United States Senate primary that's going to be taking place next May. It's already taking place between Todd Rokita and Luke Messer. Uh, The big winner in all this, and I've said this from the beginning, is Joe Donnelly. I've jokingly said uh, these two fighting for the right to lose to Donnelly next year. I mean, he's loving this, right? Yes, he is. He he wants to see these guys fight, although there's got to be a little bit of concern because these guys are starting to suck up all of the all of the press and it's pulling away from him the republicans kind of hit him on this marinucci ban when he had his little <laughs> campaign announcement that didn't go over very well for him his family is not helping him very much so he's got to have some concerns but he wants to see these guys fight as much as possible all right uh, final thought on this strong uh if you're curtis hill and he's the big name out there the current current attorney general in the state of indiana it was rumored to be looking at this. He has been very coy about his intentions. Do you see a do you see a hole? Do you see an opportunity for a big named Republican to come in, sort of say, okay, these two guys can't get their act together. I'm here. Can he win? You know, there's there's always a possibility. A lot can happen. I mean, we're still a year out from it. I think Curtis Hill is Donald Trump in 2012. I think he continues to do what he does, keep his name out there. Um, there's a bright future ahead for Curtis Hill. I'm not sure that 2018 is the next time that he needs to be on the ballot. If something happens and something implodes, he could be the perfect candidate to ride in and to be another alternative. I don't know that that's the case um, this time for him, but if something implodes, he could be. But I think it's best to keep his political um, gunpowder dry. And if something doesn't happen, he's a perennial candidate for another office or maybe even a bigger office, whether it's U.S. Senate, governor, or something else in the future. But it may not be in 2018. All right, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, you may have noticed if you're buying things online, many places are now charging you sales tax. That's because of a law passed by the Indiana legislature, but it is headed to court Lots of lawsuits going on involving our state government and the charging of sales tax on online purchases. We'll talk about it next. You're listening to Central Indiana Today. Dr. Will Hine practices general and cosmetic dentistry with services ranging from veneers and whitening to implants and complete smile restorations. Indiana Family Dentistry's phone number is 852-5999 and website is infamilydentistry.com. Indiana Family Dentistry is a proud supporter of Hendricks County and Community Radio. This is Donald James from Impact Youth Mentoring. Impact Youth Mentoring serves the children of Hendricks County. Impact Youth provides academic and social development in our mentees as well as leadership development in our mentors. 
If you are interested in becoming a mentor or know a child who could use a mentor, learn more by searching Impact Youth Mentoring on Facebook or at our website, impactyouthmentoring.org. A podcast of Central Indiana Today is now available on SoundCloud or iTunes. Made possible by Figment 2 McDonald's. Figment 2 McDonald's has locations in Avon, Brownsburg, Danville, Speedway, and 10th Street next to Ben Davis High School. Figment 2 McDonald's is a proud supporter of WYRZ 98.9 and Community Radio. Welcome back to Central Indiana Today. Rob Kendall along with Scott Strong. You know, Scott, you may be my all-time favorite uh, guest slash correspondent we've had on this show. Well, thanks, Rob. I mean, I, I don't really consider you a guest. I consider you like a co-host. I, let me say that. We're a co-host slash correspondent. Yeah, maybe that's, <laughs> maybe that's better. Um, so this will be probably the last time we have Scott on the show, and we're talking today. We just talked a little bit about the U.S. Senate primary, and now we are going to talk about an issue that involves taxes. Yes, you may have noticed that uh, beginning in July, many online operators are starting to charge you sales tax for your purchases you're making. And that is because the Indiana legislature eh, passed a law requiring them to do that. But, Scott, this law is headed to court. Yes, it is. So um, so right now and it, what up until recently, which you said, July 1st. Um, what has happened is uh, you've been able to buy things out of state and not have to pay sales tax on it. Um, the state of Indiana wants that, wants the money, wants you to pay for those items coming in. So they call it, um, it seeks to get a level playing field yes. between Indiana businesses and what they call out of state businesses who conduct business online. Now, Scott, you're framing this as a way to grab money for the treasury. <laughs> They're saying it's about being fair to the brick and mortar stores yes that's that's true so it depends on which side of the state line you are on and whether you're a consumer or a business in indiana is how you would look at it yeah and so basically the difference in this is if you buy something at a at a store in your local community in indiana you're charged seven percent sales tax on it if you buy it online you you or at least you weren't and some of these retailers have basically said no 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 that's unconstitutional our business isn't located in Indiana. You can't make us do this. And so they've taken the state to court. The state is now under Attorney General Curtis Hill sued them back. Uh, I don't know, Scott. I've tried to walk myself through this and looked at some previous stuff. I think these businesses got a good case because they're not located in Indiana, so you can't tell them what to do. Uh, what do you think? Yeah, it's it's a tough thing here. So the bottom line is this is all about the dollar and greed, and Indiana wants to bring the money in. The the idea is that they're saying that you know there's you know the state lost around seventy seven million dollars around in twenty twelve, and that number just continues to skyrocket. So there's some other states that have gone through this. Um, the bottom line is um, you know. Curtis Hill, which we talked about in the last segment, um, is 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 going is is here on this taxes. Um, it's really a complicated issue here. Um, it's kind of tough here because it has been something that has encouraged. I mean, there's a lot of things that that aren't taken into aspect. Number one is you're still you still have a lot of logistics companies. I mean, UPS is delivering, FedEx is delivering. We're getting um, gasoline taxes off of those companies. You're getting freight allowances, you know, and that stuff's being. Per- 
um, flown into the FedEx facility or the UPX. So it's not like all free taxes here. You're still getting a lot of things. You're getting people that are hired that are coming into these facilities that are being delivered. So I don't it's not like a free ride for these companies because they still have to have people here. You still have to have logistics. Those people are still delivering it. You're still paying those people that work in the state. So it isn't as free ride. It's really just the people that are getting it delivered to them that are getting that. And then sometimes you have sometimes a shipping fee that's being added onto that. Sometimes that's a little bit higher because it's coming in. So sometimes you have a higher shipping fee. So there's a lot of back and forth depending on how that fee is calculated, whether that person, just because you're not paying a tax fee doesn't mean you're not paying other fees that doesn't make up for that yeah and to me this this is no small potatoes think about a seven percent on a hundred dollar order that's seven bucks that's a big deal we're talking yeah. a lot of money here that's exactly right so and like i said you know when you you know i've said i've ordered things whether you're ordering it from ebay or amazon i mean we have huge i mean we have amazon setting right here in hendricks county and up here around other parts of the state and we're hiring people people are working here it's kind of a little bit of a double dipping that's part of the reason that you are getting so much business in these facilities is that's the original reason that a lot of people start using them because you got a little bit of a break. And I don't know about other people, but sometimes when you do order it, you pay additional fees on the shipping that make up. And the only reason that you're able to pay that is because you got the break on the sales tax. So obviously it's going to go to court. It's going to get shifted out. Um, this kind of gets, you know, a lot of people want to vault VAT taxes, which you see in England and other countries. So the bottom line is that's the reason a lot of people do online because you can get a break. So this is going to be sorted out. I don't know if there's a right or a wrong reason here, but this is one of the reasons that a lot of people do order in that area. All right, Scott, great job as always. Thank you. Well, thank you. Hey, don't forget, if you missed any part of today's show, check out the podcast anytime you want. We're on SoundCloud and iTunes. Just search Central Indiana today. Download the show right to your smartphone or tablet. You can go back and listen anytime you want. As always, the podcast presented by McDonald's. Until next time, I'm Rob Kendall saying have yourself a great evening. You've been listening to the Kevin Kersey Agency presents Central Indiana Today on 98.9 WYRZ. Made possible by the Kevin Kersey Agency. An archive of today's program can be heard at our website, wyrz.org. Tune in next time for another edition of the Kevin Kersey Agency presents Central Indiana Today with your host, Rob Kendall. Hello, this is Kevin Kersey. Since 1968, our family has been helping customers with their insurance needs. We provide insurance coverage for life, home, auto, and recreational vehicles. Phone number is 317-286-3481. The Kevin Kersey Agency can also be found on Facebook at The Kevin Kersey Agency or at our website, www.farmersagent.com forward slash kkersey. Walk-ins are always welcome at 480 East Northfield Drive, Suite 300 in Brownsburg. The Kevin Kersey Agency, a member of the Farmers Insurance Group.